0: Sometimes things come into our lives at the most impeccable time that they could only be divine. You know that I've been committed to doing this book review, one book a month for the entire year. And I have a little bit of news about that inside of today's episode. But this book called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown has absolutely changed my life. And the few short hours of listen and reading time... I've managed to be completely turned upside down, inside out, and every other which way that you could possibly think someone's emotions and thoughts and ideas and dreams and visions and realities could potentially be turned. I feel like I've been put inside of a washing machine and then in a dryer, and then I came out smelling like beautiful lemongrass essential oils, ready to be hung up and put in a closet for use on a day when the air is crisp and clean, for a long, brisk walk in the most beautiful springtime air, like this book has put me through the most unbelievable transformation process. I hope that I can give this to you in 15 minutes or less and inspire you and motivate you to pick up copy of and also download because I do feel like you need to do both. I did both when listening to this book. This book is all about becoming a better leader. And although she talks a lot about leader and co- leadership in corporate settings, I've taken every single morsel that she's poured into this book and I've used it to help me visualize the kind of leader that I need to be as a mom, as a wife, and as a person Trying to develop a community here on the podcast and within my own business. So if you're anything like me and you care about growing, you care about becoming a better version of yourself, and you care about the type of leadership, literal, the path that you are leaving behind you every time you come in and out of interacting with other people, then you have to press play on today's episode. If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. After 200 episodes, I feel like it might be the perfect time to tell you that this will be my first ever episode where I am not running off of any kind of outline at all. I have I have a literal zero outline for today's episode. We're just going to have a chat. And here's why. I literally 200 episodes plus, right? Like 225 times I've come behind this microphone for all the series bonuses, all the things, and I've always known the flow of what I'm going to tell you. I have no idea today. I can't I can't I can't do it. I've tried This episode was supposed to be live in your earbuds like almost 12 hours ago. (laughs) And I just keep sitting on it. I just keep thinking like, how do I do this? You guys, this book, this book has changed my life in a very short amount of time. And what I said to you in the beginning was that I have some news for you about my plans with this book review. Here's a humbling note. Humbling in in a lot of ways, but mainly just because I am going to change my commitment to 12 books in a year. I may still get there, but this book has impacted me so deeply and so greatly that I want to stop reading more books to make this book a part of who I am. I want to implement everything I've learned in this book. I want to understand how to be a better leader. I want to understand how to be a daring leader. I want to understand everything that she talks about courage and rumbling with vulnerability, which means if you've watched her Netflix documentary, you will hear her talk about this concept of going into an arena and actually being the person in the arena that's doing the thing instead of sitting up in the cheap seats and watching people down in the arena where you really want to be, right? That's this concept of vul- of rumbling with vulnerability, like really getting in there and doing it. There's so many things that she talks about in here. We're going to dive deep into one of my favorite things that I learned about empathy, what empathy actually is and how that applies to us as moms and as wives and also as business owners or people that are working in an environment where it's not our business, we work for someone else. But what I want to tell you is that one of the books that I talked about, not this year, but before, was a book on a very specific system. That system was by Mike McAllowitz, and it is Profit First. The name of the book is Profit First. And when I read that book, I paused on all other reading, and I dove in for several months, and I got That system completely integrated into my business finances, and it also is what helped me conceptualize and put into action the budget that Blaine and I had been trying to create for years and years and years and years. The concept of that book helped me to implement things so unbelievably life-changing for myself that we've actually now been able to put that inside of the academy, If you need a budget, if you want a budget, you want something that works, you want to get out of debt, you want to stop credit card cycling, come into the academy and get our budget. It's absolutely amazing. You can go to chelseajo.co backslash academy to get that. And so the reason that I'm telling you this is because I've decided that for the next couple months, I'm not going to read any books. And I sat with this for a long time. I was like, okay, are you just trying to get out of reading a book a month? Because that was a very important goal of mine. And the answer is no. This book, I'll tell you a little bit of a story about it, and then I'm going to tell you some of the major takeaways that I got from this book. I picked up this book a while back, and you'll hear me rumbling through pages. I have like a million tabs, a million highlights of all the things that I want to share with you that really touched me, but I picked this book up a long time ago, before 2020, and I remember reading it out by the pool. It's actually like, has had water on it. If you can hear it, it has like some crunchy stiff pages It's been well loved, and I put it down, and I stopped reading it for a while, and I don't know why. But when March came, I decided, all right, I'm a week into March, I'm gonna go back to this book that I've already started reading, so that I can make sure that I get all the way through it. I've got three and a half, four weeks left of March. I have like three fourths of this book left to go. Let's dive in. And so I bought it in Audible. Well, use one of my credits, and I have the actual paperback book. So I was like, there's no reason why I can't get through this. This is going to be awesome. So the second that I started reading this book, I'm literally well, listening to it. It hit me, just hit me smack in the face. I had no idea that one part of me that I was struggling with deep down inside that I had been holding to and causing me strife. She had brought forward answers to right then and there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know I'm supposed to be reading this book right now. Like this is this is exactly what I need to be listening to right now. And the thing that she had mentioned, if you're curious, she's talking about what it takes for her to be able to be a mom and be an introvert and travel and be outside of the home and have this full-fledged business. And I related to it so much, so much so because I've been sitting in the same spot for a while now. And I love being able to hear about what it is that she does to be able to get through some of the hard parts and still put her gifts into the world instead of playing safe, instead of staying at home under the comfortable wing and security of her husband and her home and pouring into her children and not letting her gifting outside of that flourish. And I was like, oh my gosh, Yes, 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 and yes. And so that's when I was like, all right, we are all in with this book. And now I'm pages away from being completely done with the book. And I'm so all in that I'm downloading the workbook. I'm on her website looking at all of the other resources. This book is the epitome of the kind of woman, the kind of mom, the kind of business owner, the kind of wife, the kind of community member that I want to be. There's so many skill sets inside of this book that I don't have, that I want to have. I want to understand how to use my language to craft an environment for other people to feel seen, to feel understood, to feel safe. I want to use my own vulnerability instead of protecting myself to make other people learn and grow into what they want to be. And this book is going to get me there. So sad news, there won't be a book review. I know, you're so disappointed. (laughs) There won't be a book review for the next few months, and that's okay. But what you will be able to do is you'll be able to really dive into this book with me. And who knows, maybe I'll catch up on the back end. Probably not. But maybe I'll catch up on the back end. Maybe I'll find me some fun, I don't know, light coffee table reads. And (laughs) I'll say I read 12 books. But the thing that would be even more important to me is that I understood when I set a goal that really wasn't intended for me. And what is intended for me is implementing everything that I've learned in this book. So what about this book do I feel like you need to know? as a wife and a mom and a business owner and a keeper of the house and somebody that's trying to grow, somebody that's really truly trying to succeed. Here's what I need you to know. Brene Brown has interview data that she's been collecting for the past 20 years and it's all inside of this book, okay? She's taken all of this information from the past 20 years, data collected. I'm sorry, but Did you happen to listen to my monthly recaps for the entire year of 2021? Because all I did was collect data. I'm obsessed with analyzing data. That is what she does. And it's specific to how people interact with each other. Communication, emotions, feelings, all of it. She also has, in this book, new research, including interviews with 150 global C-level, corporate, very high-level leaders on the future of leadership. So not just what has been, but what they foresee in the future. Also, program evaluation research from Her Brave Leaders Incorporated, right, regarding courage building work. Also in this book is data collected during a three-year instrument development study on daring leadership. So she's really looking at this next caliber of leadership, we're looking at what does it take to stand out above the rest and do something absolutely tremendous with yourself as a vessel when other people interact with you now if that doesn't make you want to stay up all night and highlight all the pages like i cannot wait to go to my co-working space and write all the things down on the whiteboard and dissect my habits my tendencies my fears my typical triggers, my responses, what is my armor? Break it down. What do I need to do? And start practicing. I'm so lit up about this book, and here's why. At the heart of Daring Leadership, she says a few things. First, you can't get to courage without rumb- rumbling with vulnerability. Embrace the suck. I stand by that 100%. So she talks about how a rumble is a discussion, conversation, or meeting interaction, right? Defined by commitment to lean into vulnerability, to stay curious and generous, to stick with the messy middle of the problem identification and solving, to take a break and circle back when necessary, to be fearless in owning your part, right? It's so unbelievably important That you include yourself in all of these pieces that you're going through in your life that are hard, right? You have to have the courage to get in the ring and do the dance, to do the fights, to roll up your sleeves, and to dive in. That's a lot of what this book is, and it goes super, super, super deep. When I was in the middle of reading this book, I found myself on probably like a 35, 45-minute around-town errand. Like I had multiple stops. And so I plugged in the book into my car and I was listening and I was alone. I had nobody in my car. And for a lot of us, that literally feels like a vacation. Like I was giddy excited. I'm just going to get to listen to this book. I'm going to get all my errands done. There's going to be no interruptions. And on that drive, listening to her book, I found myself sobbing, truly just sobbing. And I'm like, what is going on? Here's what I've learned the most from Brene. She tells a story. She talks a lot. The media section that I have the most highlights in, and all of the paper clips. I feel like, have you ever watched Oprah's book reviews, her interviews with authors that have written books, and there's like a thousand sticky notes and tabs? That's basically what this book looks like <laughs> for today's book review and I'm like there's no way we're going to be able to touch on all this. There's just no way. So, here's here's what I need you to know and what was the most touching and the most convincing for me with this book. And what I always hope is the most convincing for you with this podcast is everything that I bring to you is what I have experienced in my own life. Right? These systems that I create are created out of out of a place of necessity after tr- out of truly understanding what it is that you go through on a regular basis cuz I go through it. I understand what it's like to need systems to be able to keep your sanity. So, here I am driving down the road and all of a sudden I'm listening to her talk about empathy. She goes into the skill sets behind empathy, the definition of empathy. I'll give you a little bit of, it of of that here from the book in just a second. But she opens up with this concept of empathy with her own personal story. And she talks about how her daughter is getting ready to have this sports event. I don't remember what sport it was. I'm thinking like it wasn't rugby. She mentioned something about a stick, but it was not on ice. It's out in a field. Somebody will know what this is. I don't specifically remember the name of the sport, but her daughter so badly wanted to be a part of this team. And so she tried out her freshman year and she totally made it. And it was she played all four years of high school and it was her senior night. Senior night meant the parents escort the girls out on the field. You guys know what senior night is, you know, and it's like this big cultural to do within high schools specifically for Kiddos that are in sports. I remember doing it whenever I was in cheer. Like it's senior night's a big night for all sports. And Brene was out of town, speaking, working, and she had texted her daughter from the airport, and she said, "I had a plan A, and plan A was perfect. And when in case plan A didn't go according to plan, had a plan B. I was going to get home for senior night. You all know where this is going." She's standing in line at the airport and they're getting ready to board in a long line, and they had been waiting for a little bit. Plane had been delayed for about 25 minutes and she was there with her assistant, and one of the captains and the pilots came out and leaned over to the flight attendant and said something. And Brene immediately leaned over to her assistant and she was like, "Get on the computer, get me the next flight home. They're canceling the flight. And she said, before anybody could say anything, Before her assistant could even say, what do you mean? The lady got on the intercom and was like, I'm sorry, we have to cancel the flight due to technical error or something, right? And so they spent all this time and come to find out she can't get home and she's going to miss the game. And I am sitting in my car, nearly almost having to pull over. I can't even see. I'm crying so bloody hard. And I'm like, this, this is it, you know, this is the, this is the heart of what we deal with. This is the heart of what it feels like to be a mom that throws herself into the trenches of growing herself outside of motherhood. And so she talked about how she texts her daughter and she was like, My daughter's answer is the literal definition of love and understanding and empathy and how she was like, mom, it's fine. It's not about one night. You've been at every single practice and every single game. I'll see you when you get home. Love you. Bye. I'll make sure dad sends pictures. And then I start sobbing even more. You know, I'm literally boohooing in my car. And then she goes in to talk about exactly how her assistant responded and with true empathy. And she gives so many beautiful examples of what it means to be a leader via empathy. The thing that I love the most about how she describes empathy, she says it's the linchpin of cultures built on connection and trust. And it's also an, an essential ingredient for teams who take risk and show up for rumbles. There are five elements to empathy that she dives into and she explores each of them in depth. The the most beautiful thing is that she bases everything on research. Empathy isn't just something that you're good at or that you're not. There's literal skills that you can develop, that you can practice, that you can work on. And as I went through here, I was able to identify gaps in my marriage based on these skills that are lacking. I was able to identify where I'm lacking with my friends when it comes to empathy was able to identify where I'm lacking as a mom when it comes to empathy. Here's the five skills that she talks about. Skill number one, empathy skill number one, is to see the world as others see it, or perspective taking. Meaning, it's really important to not only see through your own perspective. It's so hard sometimes to stop and look at what is this other person thinking? What are they seeing? What is their perspective? We are not always right. We have to honor that our right is just as right as someone else's. And when you can truly show up to the conversation with your husband and your friend and know that his experience through that situation is just as right as your experience through that situation, it's a game changer. This is something that I see helping me tremendously, and I can't wait to dive into it. Empathy skill number two is to be non judgmental. This one was very triggering. It's very, very hard. It says, We judge in areas where we're most susceptible to shame. She talks a lot in the beginning of the book about shame, and it is deep. And it is incredible and it's amazing and it is so worth your time to read, but we're not going to go into that today. She goes on to say, so if you find yourself feeling incredibly judgmental about appearance and you can't figure out why, that's a clue that it's a hard issue for you. Ooh, I was like, okay, we're going to take a check. How many times do I judge X, Y, and Z? You know, and I'm like, can we really stop for a second, Chelsea, and say like, am I really judgmental about whatever it might be, right? Because I'm actually struggling with that myself. I thought that was such a beautiful concept and actually something really, really hard to stop and put a mirror in front of. Empathy skill number three, to understand another person's feelings. And she couples it with empathy skill number four, to communicate your understanding of that person's feelings. Now, if this doesn't scream marriage a thousand times over again I don't know what does and and children too my children are just a little bit younger but even still I think I'm just so much better at this when it comes to my motherhood than it is in my marriage because I'm so much more like my children because they're girls than I am like my husband you know when it comes to feelings right so empathy skill number three is to understand another person's feelings. I understand my daughter's feelings, both of them, because they're so much like me. I just, I get it. Now, for my husband, it is painful. You should just you should have seen my face. I'm talking painful for him to understand their feelings and mine, right? But he can understand a dude's feelings very easily. And then to communicate your understanding of that person's feelings. I love what she says about this. So she says, emotional literacy, in my opinion, is as critical as having language. When we can't name and articulate what's happening to us emotionally, we cannot move through it. And it is so, so important. Communicating, she then goes on to talk about how there are six known barriers to empathy. So there are six things that are truly getting in your way from being able to practice empathy with the people that you lead, whether it be on your team, in your business, or in your home. Where the practice can go sideways or you can experience an empathetic miss are in the following. She calls them empathetic misses because you missed an opportunity. You didn't fail at something. You just missed an opportunity. Remember when I said that I can't wait to get into like a whiteboard and hash this out? Like I want to put me at the top and I want to write down what are my typical empathy misses, right? You need to be able to recognize them when you experience them so that you can get better at it, just like anything. So the number one is sympathy versus empathy. Here's her incredible example of what the difference is between sympathy and empathy. She gives this really awesome visualization of a person down in a well, yelling up from the bottom saying, it's dark and scary down here. I'm overwhelmed. Someone that has empathy peers over the edge and says, I see you. Then you climb down with the confidence that you can get both you and that person back out and say, I know what it's like down here and you're not alone. Sympathy for that person, on the other hand, looks like you going over to the edge of that hole (laughs) and looking down and saying, oh, that is bad. It looks terrible and scary. I'm so sorry. And then you just keep walking, getting better at showing empathy and practicing. That is something that I am super, super committed to after going through everything in this book. It's always been something that has been important to me, but this book gives actual tangible ways to include it in your life. Here's one thing that she says, the two most powerful words when someone is in a struggle are me too. She says, Me Too says, I may not have had the exact same experience as you, but I know this struggle and you're not alone. Sympathy says, Wow, that's bad. I feel sorry for you. I don't know or understand what your experience is like, but I'll grant you that it looks pretty bad and I don't want to know myself. The difference between empathy and sympathy is feeling with versus feeling for. And how how amazing would it be if we could feel with our husbands, if we could feel with our children instead of feeling for them. To truly come alongside of our family members, of our team members, and feel with them instead of for them is really hard when our pride and our shame and our guilt and our embarrassment and all these things get in the way. But it's a goal and it's one worth working towards. She goes on to mention all the rest of the six empathy misses that I'll let you read for yourself. But here's what she says, lastly, about empathy, is that it's a hard skill to learn because mastery requires practice. And practice means you'll screw it up big time more than once. But that's how practice works. If you're not willing to miss 3,759 shots from the free throw line, you'll never be consistently good at making those shots. The last part that I want to go over with you from this book is in section five. She says, who we are is how we lead. So who, who we are is how we lead. And so when I think about the kind of leadership that I provide within my home and within my business, it really comes down to who I am. And that's not something that you can just put like a cute little shell on and say, oh, here I am. Who I am to my children and my husband and my team and my community is about who I am on the inside. Her main focus on how to do this in this book, she talks about self-awareness and self-love and how much they matter, but specifically how to grow into a better leader based on curiosity and grounded confidence. She has an equation that looks like rumble skills plus curiosity plus practice equals grounded competence. One of the ways that you can get better at rumbling skills, which she says is not easy, but easy is definitely overrated, is is learning, right? Is practicing. And she says easy learning doesn't build strong skills. And isn't that what we've come to know to be true? I see it inside of the academy over and over and over and over again the women that want an easy fix they give up the women that are truly there to learn that really care about their future that really care about next week they go through and they embrace the suck they dive in and they do the work here in this paragraph in this book which is like my favorite part ever she says the reality is that to be effective learning needs to be effortful and you better bet your buttons that you're going to have to put effort into succeeding in home and business. There's no there's no way of getting around that. It has to be desirable difficulty, as she labels it. It has to be difficulty that you desire. Do you desire to have a decluttered home? It's not going to be easy to declutter that bookshelf, that pantry, those kids' bins, but I, I can guarantee you that on the other side of it, you will have produced and completed this desire that you had. Brene goes on in the rest of the book to talk about a lot of simple but challenging. There's a big difference. It's very straightforward what you need to practice to be able to become a better leader. And for some of you, that might look like this next level of diving in to your empathy, to how well you're able to practice self-love and self-kindness, forgiveness. She talks about all of our values and a person's values, and she has this incredible workbook to go through this book with. That might be where you're at. You also might be in a place where you can't even think this far forward because you're sitting in a mess. You can't get your kids out the door on time, and you're frustrated. You don't even know how to show up to a work block, but you're dying to start a blog or start a little brick and mortar, or grow your network marketing company, like whatever it is and wherever you are, the most important thing is that you know what that next step is for you. Do you need to go pick up this book? Is it time for you to fill out the time blocking workbook from our website that's downloadable for free? Or how about the fundamental needs book? All of these things are great next steps for you and I want you to have that support. So I hope you're over inside of our Facebook group. If any of you have already read this book and you know how incredible it is, let's have a conversation about it. I'm gonna be sharing more about my experience as I go through this. Leadership has always been something that I've been incredibly interested in from a very, very, very young age. Like third grade was the first time I remember really caring and wanting to be selected as the student class representative for our student council. And that just carried out through the rest of my life. And I'm even more invested in it now as I'm leading thousands and thousands of women via my voice and a podcast. And I have a couple team members working with me now on a daily basis. And I have humans inside of my house that depend on me for things. They depend on my communication. They depend on my ability to refrain, my ability to let down my armor. And this book is going to give me that next level that I've been looking for. I'm so glad that you took the time to share this experience with me. It's been a beautiful outlet for me to be able to digest it with you. And I look forward to coming back here in the months to come and giving you updates on how it's going, even though I am not going to be reading deep diving into a book in the next month or so. We will continue with our book review and our book club. I'm just going to be chiming in on what I'm still learning from this one book. All right, I hope to meet you back here on the next episode of the Systemize Your Life podcast. And until then, I'll be hanging out with you over inside of our Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.